You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Hey, welcome back to the Out Loud Bible Project Podcast. It's Mike here. We are in the book of Acts. Let's just keep going with this, shall we? Some really good, interesting things here in the book of Acts where we see really the the history of the early church. And we can draw a lot of encouragement, challenge, warnings, uh, all sorts of things from this in our own modern day lives and modern day church. So as we're here about ready to read Acts 9 and 10, things are heating up for the early Christians who uh, are known as those who follow the way, which is pretty good, right? People uh, kind of talked down at them, calling them people who followed the way. But uh, Jesus called himself the way, the truth, and the life. So, hey, if we're going to follow the way, I think that's a pretty good thing to be known as. Are we people who follow the way? (laughs) I know that's not the thinking out loud thought for today. That's going to be later. But hey, maybe it's just an extra bonus thought for the day. (laughs) Are we following the way? And is that how we're known? Interesting. Interesting question. Good thing to think about. But here we are in Acts, in the, uh, the first part of Acts. And Stephen, who was one of the first deacons of the church, was falsely accused and he was stoned and other Christians are being dragged out of their houses and sentenced to death. Why? Because the religious leaders saw their movement, their message about Jesus being the Messiah as a direct threat against God. See, they thought they were being righteous and none of them was more convinced than this than Saul who took it upon himself to purge the heretics from among the people. So let's continue reading the book of Acts chapters 9 and 10 and see what breaks. But Saul, still breathing threats and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked for letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he traveled, he got closer to Damascus, and suddenly a light from the sky shone around him, and he fell on the earth and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He said, Who are you, Lord? The Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you're persecuting. But rise up and enter into the city, then you'll be told what you must do. The man who traveled with him stood speechless, hearing the sound, but seeing no one. Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. They led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. He was without sight for three days and neither ate nor drank. Now, there was a certain disciple of Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, he said, behold, it is me, Lord. The Lord said to him, Arise, and go to the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judah for one named Saul, a man of Tarsus. 
for he's praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and laying his hands on him that he might receive his sight. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man and how much evil he did to your saints at Jerusalem. Here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go your way, for he's my chosen vessel to bear my name before the nations and kings and the children of Israel. For I'll show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. Ananias departed and entered into the house, laying his hands on him. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me that you might receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and he received his sight. He arose and was baptized. He took food and was strengthened. Saul stayed several days with the disciples who were at Damascus. Immediately in the synagogues, he proclaimed the Christ, that he is the Son of God. All who heard him were amazed and said, Isn't this he who in Jerusalem made havoc of those who call on his name? And he had come here intending to bring them bound before the chief priests. But Saul increased more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived at Damascus, proving that this is the Christ. When many days were fulfilled, the Jews conspired together to kill him. But their plot became known to Saul. They watched the gates both day and night that they might kill him. But his disciples took him by night and led him down through the wall, lowering him in a basket. When Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join himself to the disciples, but They were all afraid of him, not believing he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the way and that he had spoken to him and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. He was with them entering into Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus. He spoke and disputed against the Hellenists, but they were seeking to kill him. When the brothers knew it, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. So the assemblies throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were built up. They were multiplied, walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. As Peter went throughout all those parts, he came down also to the saints who lived at Lydda. There he found a certain man named Aeneas, who had been bedridden for eight years because he was paralyzed. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and make your bed. Immediately he arose. All who lived at Lydda and in Sharon saw him and they turned to the Lord. Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha. This woman was full of good works and acts of mercy, which she did. And in those days she became sick and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in an upper room. As Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent two men to him, imploring him not to delay in coming to them. Peter got up and went with them. When he had come, they brought him into the upper room. All the widows stood by him, weeping and showing the coats and garments which Tabitha had made while she was with them. And Peter sent them all out and knelt down and prayed. Turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and raised her up. Calling the saints and widows, he presented her alive. 
<laughs> this became known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. He stayed many days in Joppa with a tanner named Simon. Now, there was a certain man in Caesarea, Cornelius by name, a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all his house, who gave gifts to the needy generously to all the people and always prayed to God. At about the ninth hour of the day, he clearly saw in a vision an angel of God coming to him and saying, Cornelius, he fastening his eyes on him and being frightened said, what is it, Lord? He said to him, your prayers and your gifts to the needy have gone up for a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and get Simon, who's also called Peter. He's staying with a tanner named Simon, whose house is by the seaside. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of those who waited on him continually. Having explained everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. Now, on the next day, as they were on their journey and got close to the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray at about noon. He became hungry and desired to eat, but while they were preparing, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and a certain container descending to him like a great sheet let down by four corners on the earth, in which were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild animals, reptiles, and birds of the sky. A voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, No, no, no not so, Lord, for I've never eaten anything that's common or unclean. A voice came to him again the second time. What God has cleansed, you must not call unclean. This was done three times, and immediately the vessel was received up into heaven. Now, while Peter was very perplexed in himself what the vision he had seen might mean, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry for Simon's house, stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon, who was also called Peter, was lodging there. While Peter was pondering the vision, the spirit said to him, Three men seek you, but arise, get down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I've sent them. Peter went down to the man and said, I'm the man whom you seek, why have you come? They said, Cornelius, a centurion, a righteous man, and one who fears God and well spoken of by all the nation of the Jews, was directed by a holy angel to invite you to his house and listen to what you say. So he called them in and provided a place to stay. On the next day, Peter arose and went out with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied them. On the next day, they entered into Caesarea. Cornelius was waiting for them, having called together his relatives and his near friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him, fell down at his feet, and worshipped him. But Peter raised him up, saying, Oh, oh, stand up. I myself am also a man. As he talked with him, he went in and found many gathered together. He said to them, You yourselves know how it's an unlawful thing for a man who's a Jew to join himself or come to one of another nation, but... God has shown me that I shouldn't call any man unholy or unclean. Therefore, I also came without complaint when I was sent for. I ask, therefore, why did you send for me? Cornelius said, 
four days ago, I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer is heard and your gifts to the needy are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and summon Simon, who's also called Peter. He is staying in the house of a tanner named Simon by the seaside. When he comes, he will speak to you. Therefore, I sent to you at once, and it was good of you to come. Now, therefore, we're all here, present in the sight of God, to hear all things that have been commanded you by God. Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly, (laughs) I perceive that God doesn't show favoritism, but in every nation, he who fears him and works righteousness is acceptable to him. The word which he sent to the children of Israel, preaching good news of peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. Even Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they also killed, hanging him on a tree. God raised him up on the third day and gave him to be revealed, not to all the people, but to witnesses who were chosen before by God, to us, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that this is he who is appointed by God as the judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that through his name, everyone who believes in him will receive remission of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard the word. They of the circumcision who believed were amazed as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit was also poured out on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in other languages and magnifying God. Then Peter answered, (laughs) Can anyone forbid these people from being baptized with water? They've received the Holy Spirit just like us. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And then they asked him to stay some days. Both Saul and Peter thought they knew God's heart. Saul thought God hated the heresy of Jesus' teachings, like he did. And Peter thought God's grace was limited to the Jews, like his was. God had to personally interrupt both of these men to show them that his heart was not theirs, and they had to see others through God's eyes if they were going to be effective servants. Is the same true of you? That's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.